Amr of Huna. Second to last line of the Achastanum. Amr of Huna. Vuna says, I said, If somebody's talus was kind of secured around his waist, Mutter Likreis Krishma. In that scenario, even though he's not wearing any other clothes, he's shirtless, he's bare chested, nonetheless, he can read Krishma. Tanya Nami Hachi. I said, Talisa shall beg it. We shall or we shall sack. Someone's talus, someone's cloak. Whether it's cloth, whether it's leather, whether it's burlap, uh, is regardless of the quality of the article of clothing. If it's and even if it's merely around his waist as opposed to over his shoulders, Motor Lukris Krishna he's allowed to read Krishna. So Avil says the Gemara, Litfila Achihasas Liwa. For Tfila he needs to be able to he needs to cover his heart and he needs to put on a shirt why Rashi says he needs to show that he's being Kriyashma you're not standing in front of the king Tefillah is as if you're standing in front of the king and talking to him so during Kriyashma you, you can look a little less than uh, uh, formally attired however when it comes to Tefillah you need to comport yourself as if you're going to have an audience with the king. Amazing case. Imagine you forgot yourself. Of course, this seems much more of a common case in a time when people were wearing tefillin for many hours a day. Um, I'd love to know. Ask. Uh, I have a friend who learns in the Zilberman's yeshiva in the old city, and those guys wear tefillin all day long. And uh, I wonder if this happens a lot. It probably does. And they have the tefillin, you know, like tucked into their sleeves. They probably don't. You probably forget you're wearing tefillin. That's why we don't wear them all day anymore. Or, or they're strapped for time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder. Under the circumstances, I would dwell on that, but we don't have much time. Okay. We're strapped for time. Right, so the fellow forgot what, that he's wearing tefillin, and he went into the base Akise and he started doing his business. So what he should do is he should cover his hand until he's done. Are you sure about that? He should take his time. He should finish his whole morning routine. That doesn't sound right. Ella. Until the first uh, stool emerges, then he needs to jump up and run out. So the Gemara says, Maybe it's uh, that, that even that sounds a little too nice. Maybe he should have to just jump up and run out. Uh, so the Gemara says, he should, he should stop right away and jump up. And because maybe it's suddenly they had and if somebody does that, someone's in the habit of uh, withdrawing their stool, uh, that brings disease. Uh, some kind of actually says it's a disease which causes a distended belly. Um, sounds like it is not recommended. And siloin he added, if somebody has, does something similar when they are urinating, they try to cut off the flow of urine before it is time to cut off the flow of urine. So either doing that too frequently both in both these cases either doing it too frequently or every time you do it there's some risk of this happening I'm not sure which one the Gemara is saying um, you can get another disease maybe suddenly the Yuraka and Yuraka is usually assumed to be jaundice if I'm not mistaken okay that's how they translate that's the translate okay great then I feel more yeah the, uh, the Rashi says this French word and Whoever is in charge of writing things on the side over here says a, a disease in which the sick person turns yellow. So that's generally speaking going to be jaundice. Also being born. Okay. Itmar. Tsoya al-Basari o-Yade. If a person has Tsoya, he has excrement on his flesh, on his body, somewhere on his hand. Um, excuse me. Uh, on his. I, I chopped that up badly. Itmar. Tsoya al-Basari. If a fellow has. Uh, excrement on his body or his hand is in a base he's standing outside the hand is in the base so under those circumstances you're allowed to read Krishma however Christus says no that's a no you cannot do that 
because your hand, some part of your body, is compromised in terms of tefillah. So, now obviously it's going to have to be a case where the tzoya doesn't have a bad smell for some reason. Maybe it's uh, that's just the way things played out. Um... What's the explanation for Huna's opinion? The Pasuk says, So the assumption, I think, is that it has something to do with the idea of Nishima, of breath. So what we're primarily concerned about is the mouth and nose. And in this case, you're free and clear. Free and clear. However, the Pasuk says, All my limbs say Hashem who is like you, and every part of your body is participating in the davening process. And if any, any part of your body is compromised in terms of uh, the cleanliness required for tefillah, that is going to be enough to disqualify you from davening. Itmar. Reach rashi yeshloi iker. A bad smell which has a source, identifiable source. What would be an example of a bad smell which does not have a source? Rashi says someone passes gas. So it's not a clear source. I mean, the source, the source is not out here, but it nonetheless creates a bad smell. Reach rashi yeshloi iker is where there's a bad smell and we can point to it. There's a dirty diaper or something. So Ravuna Omar marchik dalid amos v'kader krishma says Ravuna, no big deal. Walk four amos away, read Kriyishma. But if Chistomar, big, big chumrah, marchik dalid amos bimakim shapasak areach, you gotta walk until you find the spot where it doesn't smell anymore, which is gonna be tricky because, of course, as you smell, your nose will become desensitized to the smell. So you're gonna have to, uh, best if you have a second opinion when you get to the point where you think the smell stopped. Say, hey, does it smell here? So it's already a very tricky thing of Chist is asking. Oh, I suppose it doesn't really matter because if you don't smell it, that's all we're really concerned about. But says of Chista, you need to go four amas from the place, from the smell cloud, from the place where the smell ends. We actually have a Brisa which reads like Rav Chista. Person should not read Kriyashma uh, in the presence of human waste, or dog's waste, or pig's waste, or chicken's waste. So there seems to be some question as to how the Girsa should read here. Um, the Gain says that it should be something like because Tayas Ashba doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But in other words, Rashi and Rashi points out that. that all these previous cases are going even in a scenario where there is not an obvious reach, where there's not an obvious smell. However, this final case is saying, regardless of what's in your ashba, in your garbage pile, if it has a bad smell, you can't dive in there. Um, if you have a little elevation, or vice versa, if the uh, if the person is, um, if, the, if the excrement is Either seated on a place which is higher than ten tefachim or lower than ten tefachim, You can sit right there and read Kriyishma because it removes the problem. It removes the issue. It sounds like, even if the smell is bothering you, but it's in a different room, so it's not your problem. In other words, it's in a different. By, by elevating things ten tefachim or ten tefachim low, you're making it on, on literally on a different plane, and um, and it's not your. It is not your issue. The imlav, if that's not going to work, you need to get out of eyeshot. You don't want to be seeing it. And the same thing is true for tefillah, not just kriyishma. A bad smell which has a source. You go four amas from the place of the reach, from the place of the smell, and you read Krishma. So that already is almost is just about Mephorish like Rav Chista. It says, Mimakim Harech, from the place of the smell. What else would there's nothing to talk about? So just like Rav Chista. Oh, my Rava, Leis Hilchasak Yamas Nisa. We don't pass him like this, Brysa. Why? Why is that the case? Why is that the case? Um, 
Because we have a different brisa. You can read Krishma in the place of all these various um, things, these various types of waste. That's only in a scenario where somebody is treating hides. Apparently, one of the ways they would treat hides is with um, human waste or animal waste. And that's the scenario we're talking about where you have to move away. Um, but if, if you don't have that situation, it's less pressing. And again, I assume that this is only um, this is only in the scenario where there is no smell. We're just dealing with the substance itself. Because when there's a smell, you always have to move away from the smell. Um, the question of whether there's a difference if you have some elevation involved terms of the smell, I think that that question is addressed by Rabbeinu Yaina. Let me briefly see if I can find it for you. It's been quite a while. Uh, yeah, it's a Machlekes Rishayna. Rabbeinu Yaina says that the Rabbanim of France say that the elevation helps for the smell as well. I don't have to worry about the smell if there's elevation. But uh, Marami Rutenberg disagrees. No, he doesn't mean the Rami Rutenberg. He means the Rambam. The Rambam disagrees. Since the smell is getting to you, it doesn't help. That sounds like, and he sounds like he's concerned for the opinion of the Rambam. Okay, that's the story. All right. <coughs> Okay, interesting. Bo minei merav sheishas. They asked the sheishas, Reich rasha ein liyakirmahu. What's the halacha when you have a bad smell which does not have a specific source? Which we said means someone passed gas. So, Amr Luhu, Osu chazu hanitzipi debei rav. Come and see the mats at the yeshiva. The Hani Ganu Vahani Garsi. It sounds like they had an area at the yeshiva where it was kind of like a place where people could relax, and some people would be taking naps, and some people would be reciting their learning. Rashi points out that the way of the world is that when a bunch of men are taking a nap, somebody is passing gas. So, therefore, uh, we have people sitting and learning in the presence of people passing gas, so we see that Reich Rash Einli Iker is not a concern. That's only true when it comes to the Reitaira. When it comes to Kriyashma, you should not recite Kriyashma in a place where there's a Reichra, even if it does not have an Iker. And even the Reitaira, that's only when it's coming from someone else, but if it's coming from the person himself, he should still move. Um, yeah, that's that Allah. Itmar, Tsoya Iveris, passing Tsoya, passing waste. Abaya Amar Mutala Kreis Krishma. Abaya says it's not a problem. Someone's walking by with a dirty diaper. That's a very common case. Mutala Kreis Krishma, no big deal. Rava Amar, Abaya's claim is that there has to be some kind of kvias. There has to be some kind of. The Tsoya the, the has to set up shop. It has to sit down. Rava Amar, also the Kreis Krishma. Rava says it doesn't matter whether it's moving or that, whether it's sitting in one place. Where do I get this idea? The Tanan. This is not the first time where we make a comparison from Tumah to these halachas. Someone is Tameh, sitting under a tree, and someone Tahar is passing by. Um, Tameh. So since the Tameh guy is parked under the tree, that's his spot, and the Tahar passes through, he's going to become Tameh because he entered this Tumah zone, as it were. However, Tor, if it's the other way around, the Tor is parked under the tree. And the, uh, the Tame fellow passes by. Tor. He's Tor. If he stops, if the Tame guy stops, Tame. But as long as he's passing through, he's not Metame. And the halacha is true, this halacha is true as well in reference to a rock that has a nega. So there's a very uh, strange Rashi. Um. I'll quote it to you outside. But Rashi says, we're not talking about a dead body. We're not talking about a dead body. When it comes to a dead body, 
all bets are off. It doesn't matter whether moving, not moving, we don't have these coolers. These coolers are relevant to a Mitzayra. Rashi telling a big Kiddush, and I don't know why it's, you need uh, this special assistance from Rashi, given that we're quoting a Mishnah in Nigayim. But um, Rashi seemed to be that he was concerned, and probably because he knew the Mishnahis a little better than I do, and he felt that the, the implication of the Mishnahis was such that it could be read either way. But it is interesting that Rashi feels the need to go out of his way to tell us that. Anyway, so that halacha is based on this halacha of Mitzayr. That's Abayi's opinion. Over there, it's all about Kriyas, because, because the Torah specifically says that he has to go sit somewhere. He has to sit by himself. Outside the camp is his dwelling place. But over here, we're not concerned with dwelling places. That's not what this is about. It's about your machana. Is your machana kadesh? Is your camp clean? And your camp is not clean. So forget about it. Forget about it. The implication is that we're talking diuresis. Which, most of the cases up until now, we haven't. Amra Papa. Pichazir, the mouth of a pig. Kitsoya Iveris Dami. Is like, right, we now have Paskin that Tsoya Iveris is Aser. If you look at the the letter which shows us what the place can bring, passing Tsoya is a problem. So, uh, I mean, you don't really need the letter because you know that Hilchasakabaya bi al Kagam and Machlek is Rabban Abaya. And the halacha must be like Rava because this is not one of the Yal Kigam cases. What do you mean the letter? You see this small, like, small but bold lamed on the, I mean, I have a lamed on the word Aser. In the text. In the yeah, text. yeah, yeah. So that usually, it doesn't always mean we paskin that way, but it means that the can discuss this opinion, uh, which generally means that that's how we paskin. Okay. But I was just noting, I was saying, really, there's a, a, a Gemara rule that tells us who wins this one, because we have a general rule that whenever Rav and Abaya have a fight, Rav wins, except yeah. in six cases. And this is not one of the six cases. Okay, thanks. Pocket that. Okay. Um, so now we've passed a problem, passing Toya. Passing waste is a problem, says Rav Papa. Pi chazir, the mouth of a pig, is like toyoi veris. It's like pat, because the pigs apparently eat everything disgusting, and their mouths literally have toya in them. Says the Gemara Pshita. That seems obvious, and so it's so obvious that we didn't even explain to us. Even though it's coming out of a river. It's coming out of a river, you might think maybe its mouth is washed out. No, it's a pig. And you should not recite Kriyashma as it's passing by. I'm review the Suffolk Tsoya Asura, Suffolk Meraglai Mutarma. Very interesting. You know, Suffolk Tsoya, if I'm unsure whether or not something is Tsoya, and it would, the scenario would have to be that I can't figure it out, right? Because any Suffolk Chasarn Yudia is not a Suffolk. Um, so in other words, certainly if I just don't want to bother figuring it out, it doesn't count as a Suffolk to, to work as a Hatter. And even in this case, where you're genuinely unable to get to the bottom of whether or not it's Tsoya, since, we, as we mentioned earlier, the problem of excrement uh, and tefillah and kriyashma is Deiraisa, so it's a Suffolk Deiraisa, and it's Aser. However, Suffolk Meraglaim Mutarm, a Suffolk Meraglaim is different. If you're unsure if something contains urine, that <laughs> is going to be, that is going to be, um, a, uh, a, that's going to be Lakula, and we'll explain why. Uh, a little bit of a different formulation. Rebihuda says that a suffix Tsoya, if you're unsure if something is Tsoya, is excrement. So at home, you can apply certain rules. In the house, it's okay. Why? Because it's not really the norm to leave Tsoya lying around the house, to leave waste around the house. Uh, however, in an ashba, if it's outdoors in a waste pile, then you should assume the worst. You should assume that it is, like many of its friends in the ashba, um, human waste. However, however, if you're unsure if something is mere glaim, is urine, that is mutter, even in, a, in an ashba. Sovrlaki hadar of Amnuna. Ashba is a waste pile. Sovrlaki hadar of Amnuna. 
So they wanted to explain it according to Ramnuna. This is the general rule. The Torah only forbids, and when it comes to urination, the Torah only forbids reciting Krishna and the presence of someone who is actively urinating. However, urine itself is not considered terribly bothersome. And therefore, um, all these other halachas we're talking about where there's urine just sitting there, those are all derabonah. There's derabonah who say you shouldn't say Kriyashma or Davin in the presence of urine that is already out of the body. Similarly, Rabbi Yonison says, Rabbi Yonison, Rami, Rabbi Yonison asked, two psukim seem to contradict each other. Ksiv, V'yad t'yilucha mi'chutz la'machana, V'yad t'asa shama chutz. The Pasuk says, in, um, uh, the Pasuk says, V'yad t'yilucha mi'chutz la'machana, you should have a uh, a spot where you um, where you go to use the bathroom, and you should go outside the camp. Right? It's not good to use the bathroom in camp. And the next passage says, You should have among your weapons. You should have a spade. And when you're out there in the desert doing your business, you should bring your shovel. And uh, don't, you know, be a gentleman, uh, dig a hole, and cover up what you have left behind. Don't be a chaya. So, so Rabbi Yenizan asks, how can it be? Uh, it says, one of them says that you have to have a cover, right? And one of them says you don't. You could read it as one narrative, or Rabbi Yenizan is choosing not to. Choosing not to. Uh, one is gedelim, one is katanim. A person doesn't have to cover up every time he urinates. But if he has gedelim, if he, if he sits down and has a bowel movement, he has to cover up what he's left behind. So quite clearly, uh, given that you don't have to cover up the ketanim, the urine, that, show, that shows that the only concern is while the urination is actually happening. And therefore, that's why you don't have to cover it. Anafolarashari, once it's sitting on the ground, it's permissible. It's a rabbinic enactment. I was fake on like Gazer. This is a very interesting formulation because generally speaking, when we talk about Xavier de Rabbanon, we don't have to say, Ki Gazer Rabbanon Bivadon, I was fake on like Gazer. There's no Gazer because we have a general rule in Shas that Suffolk de Rabbanon Lakula. So anytime when we're unsure about something, if it's a rabbinic law, we're Makil. We're Makil. I mean, again, objectively unsure, not I don't know what the halacha is. That doesn't count as unsure. <laughs> right? It, uh, actually, you'd be surprised, a common mistake. Um, right, in other words, if, I, if, if there's something that I don't remember the bracha for, I don't get to just make a shahakal. Um, there may be things that no one will ever know the correct bracha for, so we might permit you to recite a particular bracha. Um, that said, um, so in this scenario, we're saying that, that davening or saying, reciting Krishna in the presence of urine that's already, been, that's already left the body is only a rabbinic enactment. And therefore, if a person's unsure of what he's seeing is urine, it's just a wet sidewalk in San Francisco. It could be rain, it could be urine. So, um, so he does not have to be machmir. Again, I would have said Suffolk there, but the Gemara says there's no gzera in that case, which potentially, depending on which region you ask, might be the same thing. Okay. So when it comes to urine that is certainly urine, what are the parameters of this rabbinic enactment? Uh, it's only as long as they are so wet as to make something else wet. Everyone seems to like this year. Everyone seems to agree as long as they are wet enough to make something else wet. The spot of ground or whatever. So Geneva the Rabbi He sounds a, this is a stronger, a little bit stronger. He says. Even, as long as you can see the wet spot, even if it's not soaking wet, that it'll get something else wet. So that's a big, it's a bigger chumra. Um, Rav Yosef Sharlamari Geneva. Rav Yosef says, uh, you know, poor Geneva, uh, Hashem should forgive him that he's misquoting Rav, because <laughs> Rav could never have said such a thing. Rav could never have said such a thing. Um, it's funny. Usually, you say Sharlamari if like somebody says something mamish, you know, totally out of line. Maybe misquoting Rav counts as being totally out of line. Remember, Rav himself is the one who said. He's quoting a, a line which we haven't encountered yet. When it comes to Tsoya, when it comes to excrement, once the, uh, the, the uh, excrement is dried a little bit, 
uh, it's not a problem anymore. Mayor Glyami boy, so you're going to tell me that Mayor that urine should be worse off? He considers that to be the parallel in in Hilchis urine. So, Amalei Abaya, my chazis to some chazahol. Abaya says you're speaking a little sharply, a little quickly. Why are you pointing only at that statement of Rav? Samoy chazahol, Abba pointed this one. Dom Rav Abarufuna, Amar Rav, says Rav again. Toya afilu kicheres asura. This is a much more strict statement of Rav in reference to Tsoya. Excrement, even if it's dried up like a piece of pottery, it's a problem. What does that mean? The person throws it away and it doesn't uh, crack, it doesn't fall apart. Or even if he rolls it, which is a bigger Chumrah, he rolls it and it doesn't fall apart. That's uh, a gentle movement. Amravina, so again, Abayi told off Rabbi Yosef, he said, don't speak so fast, because we have another version of Rav where he's very expansive in his definition of this Isser. Amravina, I was with Rabbi Yehuda of Difti, Chaza Tsoya. We saw some Tsoya, we saw some excrement, presumably these great men were speaking and learning. Amrali, Ayin, please take a look, Ikarmu Eloi, see if it's dried up or not. Right now, even totally dried up if it's if it's begun to dry up. That's what he's trying to prove from here. It seems like the practice was according to the karmu ponel that's starting to dry up as opposed to totally dried up. Then there's a totally different shmur. There's a totally different story where and where the version is. Uh, he says to him, "Does it have like cracks on the surface if it looks totally dried up?" So it could be that fits into the cheres category. That version of the story. So my aviello, what was the conclusion? It uh, If you have a piece of tzoya that's dried up like pottery, Amemar Almar Asura. Amemar says it's Asur. Marzutra Almar Mutaris Marzutra says it's okay. Almar Rava Hilchasot Tzoya Kicheres Asura. Tzoya like a cheres is right. So in other words, we had yet another machlekes that didn't help us get to the conclusion. It says Rava Hilchasot Tzoya Kicheres Asura. Rava adopts the very strict um, application. The very strict understanding of Rav Omer Glaim calls Manshim Atuichin. In other words, when it comes to the Tsoya, he accepts the most stringent Mahalach, um, probably because it's the Raisa. Omer Glaim, when it comes to urine, he accepts the most, the more lenient Mahalach, more lenient approach, only as long as they are wet enough to get other things wet. So that uh, is probably because it's the Rabbanon. Interesting Psak. Maze we have a halacha that urine, as long as it makes other things wet, it is awesome. However, nivlu, if it got swallowed up, right, in the ground, a yavshu, or, or dried, mutarim. My love, says the Gemara, nivlu dumya di yavshu. Swallowed up must mean just like dried up. My yavshu, the nikr, when we say dried up, that presumably means totally dried up, there's not even a wet spot, so, so too, swallowed up means there's no wet spot. However, if it's Rishuma Nikr, if there's still a wet spot, it's Osir, even though it's not so wet, it's to make something else wet. You forgot. The beginning of this very quote starts by saying that it's so, so we got... Uh, Contradicting mashmauyos, contradicting diuk, uh, contradicting implications in this brisa. El mehalak lemashmino. You can't use that brisa. Reject it. Start again. Okay, says the Gemara. Le mekitanoi. Perhaps it's uh, it's like a machlekes rishonim. Machlekes tanoim. That would be prophetic. Kli shenish bechumi menu meraglaim. If you have a vessel which used to contain urine and um, the it overturned, right? It poured. It got poured out. Oslukreis kriyshma konegda. You can't. Uh, read Kriyashma next to such a kli. This is, if I recall correctly, the beginning of the sugya to forbid the learning of Tyre in our modern-day bathrooms. Um, Urine itself, if it got poured out, right, so if it's swallowed up by the earth, it is mutter, but if it's not yet swallowed up by the earth, it's still going to be asim. Rabbi Yossi rather says, no, calls man shematvichin. So the implication is, um, so says the Gemara like this, right? My nivlu, 
What is this nivlu swallowed up and not swallowed up the Tanakama refers to? If what you're saying is they got swallowed up to the extent that they don't make anything wet, and if they didn't get swallowed up, it means it doesn't make, that, that it's still making things wet. And to that, you know, I only care as long as the urine is still making things wet. So what are you talking about? That's 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 Hainu Tanakama. That's the same thing as the Tanakama's opinion. Not saying anything new. The Tanakama said, if it's swallowed up, i.e., if it's not making anything wet anymore, it's fine. If it's not swallowed up, i.e., it's still making things wet, right? Then it's a problem. Rabbi he says, if it's still making things wet, it's a problem. That's not a machlekes. That's a waste of ink, <laughs> right? And we don't need any gemaras like that. Ella nivlu de'ain rishuma nicker loy nivlu de'rishuma nicker. So it must be that we're we're not saying we're not distinguishing between whether there's still a wet spot. Nivlu means that uh, they're so swallowed up that there's no wet spot. Loy nivlu means the rishuma nicker that there is still a wet spot. I'm sorry, the Tanakama is the one who cares, and 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 doesn't care. The Tanakama is saying loy nivlu even if it's rishuma nicker. Even if there's still a wet spot, um, it's going to be a problem. And Rabbi Yossi is saying, no, no, we only care whether uh, uh, we only care if it's matviach, if it's wet enough to make other things wet. Says the Gemara. Shari, if there's a wet spot, that's okay. Says the Gemara. Loy, the kule alma calls mancha matvichin udaser. Everyone agrees that as long as it makes things wet, it's a problem. Harishum nicker shari. No one's angry at wet spots. The wet spots are not an issue. Because they're having is about the concept of when something is so wet that it makes other things wet enough to make other things wet. Right? If you pull a, a, a wet towel out of the laundry without finishing a spin cycle, so that towel and you leave, it goes onto the carpet, your carpet will be so wet that when you walk over the carpet, you will get wet. That's Right? Uh, a sock usually is not tefech even if you take it out before the spin cycle. It's gonna, it'll touch your hand, it'll make your hands wet, but you're not gonna, it's not going to make other things wet. But something very absorbent or, or uh, something very soaked is going to be tefech It'll be so wet that it'll make the next thing it touches wet enough to get something else wet. And that's the, that's the distinction that they're arguing about. Rabbi Yossi holds that... Um, that uh, that the, the tan, I should say, the Tanakama holds that uh, it needs to be so wet that it's almanas latviach, that it's wet enough to make other things wet, enough to make other things wet. And Rabbi Yossi says, no, even if it's just wet enough to make other things wet. Rabbi Yossi turns out that he's being machmir. Okay. All right. Yorad Litva, im yochel la'alois. Getting back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that if the guy goes down, a guy who was, let's say, a Balkari, and he went down to the mikveh, so if he has time, to recite Kriyishma and finish it by Honeitzachama, says the Mishnah, by sunrise, so he should do so. Says the Gemara, uh, well, I should say, if if he has time to come out of the mikveh and dress himself and recite Kriyishma before Honeitzachama, he should do so. And if not, we talk, we're going to talk about, we'll get back to the quotes from the Mishnah where uh, it is described how he should conduct himself. That will be the next Gemara. So, the Gemara says, um, it seems like the Tana is going like Rebbe Lezer. The Amr, Right? It's Rebbe Lezer who holds that Zman Kriyashma of the morning extends until Hanei Tzachama. Okay? So it seems like he holds that you have to get done by Hanei There you are in the mikveh. You have to run out in a panic. What do you mean? I'll catch the 9 o'clock minion. No. You gotta, you gotta, right? You know, this is gonna be very hard in the Chasidim. They wanna go to the mikveh. They wanna dive in at 10 o'clock. But they gotta be out by Hanei Tzachama. It kind of ruins the party. <laughs> Fortunately for them, Says the Gemara. I feel the of Yeshua. Vidilma Kivasikin. This is a very important point, which is in, in the wrong parak. Um, perhaps Rabbi Yeshua was never saying that you have until Hanitzacham. And that's it. Rabbi Yeshua was saying the correct thing to do is to do the Minigah Vasikin. And Davin and Hanitzacham. In other words, all we're saying is the best thing to do. Is to um, is to be out of the mikveh by Hanitzachama and recite Kriyishma. Now I have always had a problem with this explanation of the Gemara because the Mishnah is evidently saying what you should do. Like it's not giving you an optional. So uh, the theory that 
I always thought was that Divasikin are the ones who are saying the Mishnah. And we are not Machmir to do like the Vasikin, to, to act as the Vasikin did with Ikuva. That's my only theory. I ever really had that work. Um, but that is that. Okay. As Ipupko was telling me that Revel Yashiv did not ever daven Vasikin, except by, you know, Bimikra. Sometimes it would happen, he daven Vasikin, and he would daven very early in the morning. But he held that we are, we're wasting our time trying to find Vasikin. So, like, the business of, of using clocks to assess Vasikin is incorrect. And it's much more based on, I suppose, looking and at the sun, I'm not sure. And he felt that we don't have a, a clear tradition as to how one does that. Fun fact. But the same issue could arise if you're getting close to the third hour and you're in the, you're in the mikvah. Right? Yes. It's just strange that the Mishnah pins it on Vasikin, uh, excuse me, on Hanay Tzacham. The Gemara says, oh no, that's just the Vasikin talking. They, they've got a thing with Hanay Tzacham. Right, the same halacha should apply, absolutely. Okay, So he said, what do you do if you don't have time? So cover yourself with water. The Gemara says, hold on, cover yourself with water. The problem is that his, that, let, let's say he's up to his neck in water. Well, the problem is that his heart is Roya Esa'erva. And that's a very interesting concept. We don't want, Rashi says, Anytime that you have a part of the body that it doesn't normally see, as it were, the erva. We don't want your, your heart to see the erva. This is why people wear a gartel. You want to make a separation. Or a belt or a pants. Those things are helpful too. So I'm Rav Lozav, Yitain, Rach Bayakov, Rav Acha, excuse me, Bar Acha. I'll try that again. I'm Rav Lozav, Yitain, Rav Acha, Bar Abba, Bar Acha, Mishum Rabbeinu, Bamayim Achurin Shanu. The it's, it's muddy water, pleasant place to go to the mikveh, which is like it's like solid earth. Your his heart indeed cannot see his erva. The water is not so clear. Ah, so tanra bar ma'im it's nice clear water. You're in the Pacific. You should go up to your neck. And there's another opinion which says kick up some dirt and make things muddy. I would happen to his heart can see his his genitals. He holds that is not a problem. The Mark says, okay. What about the fact that his heel can see the erva? He doesn't have a problem with that either. Okay. Itmar, it was said, his heel seeing erva is not a problem. However, Negea, what about if his a person is sitting Indian style, sitting cross-legged, and uh, and his uh, and his heel, his foot is touching his genitalia? So Abaya Omar Osir Abaya says that's no good. The Rav Omar Mutter Rav says that's okay, it's not a problem. Rav Zvid Masnil Hashmeitzahachi. Rav Zvid has the following version of this discussion. Rav Chinana Breder of Ika Masnil Hachi. Right. So I'm sorry. Rav Zvid has the previous version. Rav Chinana Breder of Ika has a different version. Everyone agrees that the contact between um, the foot and the erva is going to be a problem. What Why are they so worried about the heel? Um, that's the most likely part of your body to be touching if you're... The, oh. No, it's, the, 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 it's just a practical consideration. Okay. That, it's confusing because they led in with which is like, what does that mean exactly? But I think the answer to that as well is that the most uh, the most likely part of my body, which is not the most likely part of a person's body, which is not actually his erva, to to be seeing his erva is what he's wearing his long flowing robe like everyone wears, mm. right? Is going to be his his you know his foot, right? Um, but uh, so in this version, everyone agrees that the contact between the foot and the erva is a problem. Abaya, so what about Roya? What about seeing, quote unquote? So Abaya Amar Asa, Rav Amar Mutter. Rav says it's fine. Why This is too crazy already. A person is already wearing a gartel. You can't ask him to wear a gartel around his knees also. That's, that's already too much to ask. Vehilchasa, Negeya Asr, Roya Mutter. The halacha is that Negeya Asr, Roya Mutter. Touching is a problem, but Roya seeing is not a problem. Amar Rav, Tsoya Ba'ashashis. If a person is. Uh, in between some tzoya, some waste, and there's glass. There's a, a screen separating between him and the tzoya. No problem. He can, even though he can see it, 
even though you can see it. Uh, you can read Kriyashma because of the glass. Erva is Aser, but Erva uh a person uh, sees Erva, he sees something, uh, an improperly clothed woman behind glass, Aser, that is forbidden. You can read Kriyashma uh, looking at her. So why is that? Uh, when it comes to tzoya, it comes to waste. That's mutter. Why did tzoya v'kisu taliyamils? That's about covering, right? The pasuk says v'chizis says tzeisecha. You're supposed to cover what you leave behind. But mechasi, it's covered. It happens to be a clear covering, but it's covered. Erva v'ashashes asura. Erva is different. Also, kriyshma kenegda, because the pasuk says v'lo yireb b'cha ervas davar. The pasuk says it should not be seen in you. Ervas davar, any kind of erva, any kind of immorality, vakam is chazia, and it is visible. Omer Abaya, tzoya kolshu, if the person has a very small amount of tzoya that he's dealing with, so mevatl baroik, he should just uh, spit on it, and he should uh, cover it with spit, and it's not a problem. Omer Ravo baroik of it has to be a good, uh, a good, uh, Tobacco spit, yeah, yeah, good, <laughs> a good, right? Baseball player spit, nice and thick. Um, Rav, I'm sorry, there is no relief from bodily fluids today's daf. Um, <laughs> Rav, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Um, Rav, tsoya beguma. Let's say these these are all kind of just tips and tricks. Let's say there's a hole and there's they really also you have to realize like they you know there was there wasn't. Plumbing, like the, the streets were full of filth, and people needed to do mitzvahs in the street sometimes. It really is a, a very relevant concern. So let's say there's toya begum, let's say there's a little hole, and there's toya in the hole. So, meniach sandalia simple solution. Put your shoe, step with your foot over the hole, and even though your mom is standing on top of the toya, but since you've kind of created a lid for the hole, you've, you've removed the toya from the playing field, and that works. Meniach sandalia olea, bekari kriyishma. Okay? So ask my brother Ravina, what about Tsoya Devuka Bisandali? Then walk goes for a walk in San Francisco and he finds Tsoya on his shoe. So what's that alakha? Because it's on the other side of his shoe, but it's kind of attached to him. Right? It's a little different from it being sitting in a in a hole. Maybe he's gotta go get rid of his shoe. That's what I would do. Um, <laughs> so says the Gemara, Teku, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you shouldn't go to San Francisco. <laughs> um, sorry if you can't help it. Um, Yehuda, Akum Arum Oster Likres Kriyashma Kenegda. Chilish, says Yehuda, a non-Jew who's unclothed, you can't recite Kriyashma in his presence. What does that have to do? I get racial over here. I feel Yisrael Navi, right? A Yid also. What does that have to do with a non-Jew? Says the Gemara, Yisrael Pshit Leidah, so that he knew. And the Pasuk, in one time, the uh, the Navi says, Yechezkel says in a, a fit, of, fit of fury, you're talking about prophetic fury, um, against Goyim, he says, their, their flesh is like that of donkeys. They're like, he says, you might think that that means that mamish goyim, the Goyim are mamish like animals to the extent that no one ever says that you have to put pants on your, on your animal to say Kriyashma. Right? The animals don't wear clothes, so maybe you would take this pasuk very literally, and you would say this, uh, apply some um, racial theory, and you would say that goyim are just animals, so it doesn't matter if they're not wearing clothes. Kamash Balan, the inhunami ikri erva, says the Gemara, no, they are not considered animals, at least for this purpose. Tersiv, ve'ervas avihem leiro, as the pasuk says, ve'ervas avihem leiro, in reference to Noach's children, who were not Jews, who, who, went to cover up their father, they did not encounter the nakedness of their father. Wait, wait, wait. Why were Noah's sons not Jews? Well, how? why would they have been Jews? Because they were born from Noah? Yeah, but he wasn't Jewish. In fact, the, our go-to term for non-Jews is B'nai Noach. Even for, for non-Jews we respect, who okay, will live in the right way. They're supposed to Actually, keep the mitzvahs of B'nai Noach. considered a non-Jew, not the, not the son. His erva was being exposed. Yeah. No, I'm saying Noach is our prototype, even a righteous non-Jew, a relatively righteous right. non-Jew like Noach. So okay. to be called a Jew, you have to be uh, the from only, Abraham. Not only, really, we, the idea of Yisrael as a nation, and the children of Yaakov are viewed as mm-hmm. Yisrael. Mm-hmm. The question of how the Avos themselves were considered is a famous debate: was, were they Jews or not? Yeah, exactly. I would note, it is worth noting that the Gemara, as we're talking about 
non-Jews, quote, not like the, the guy next door. He says, Noach, like, this is Noach himself. He's a, a major biblical character. But the Torah's the attitude to non-Jews persists, even in the case of Noach. Okay. Um, moving right along. The, uh, the Mishnah said that you shouldn't cover yourself in bad, dirty water or in water that's used to soak flax which has a very bad smell, until you add some other water into it. So Mars says, hold on, become a mayrami for Ozzel. How much water? We're talking about these, these, these soaking vats. These would be contained in, these would be massive vats of water. What, so you're going to bring a, a, you know, a, a tanker of water and pour it in so you can say Kriyashmari out of your mind? doesn't make any sense. Don't bother with that water. It's stinking water. Don't use it. However, let's say there's a little meraglayim so you can just cancel it out with some water. That's normal. And read Kriyashmatan How much water do you have to put into Meraglaim to make them not urine anymore? Even a little bit. Rabzaki says, no, you need to put in at least a Revius, a couple ounces of water. This whole machlaikis is only ex post facto. In other words, if the urine came first, and now you're trying to add water to it to, to take it away. Al-Betchila kolshin. If there's a little water there before, and then the person urinates into the water, or the urine falls into the water, in that scenario we say each drop of urine becomes bottle instantly when it makes contact with the water, and theoretically even a tiny amount of water can be mevatel, a very large amount of urine. Rabbi Yosef Amar, the opposite. The debate is if that statement is even true, that a tiny drop of water can be mevatel, a lot of urine. One opinion says, no, Ruzaka says you need a revius, even a tiny drop of water is not enough. And the other opinion, uh, Rabbi Nachman holds, uh, excuse me, um, uh, the, the, the first Tana holds, the Tanakama holds, that it is enough. But everyone agrees, once the urine is already there, to be mevatel, you need to introduce a revius of water. The way Rabbi Yosef would summon his uh, his assistant to bring him the chamber pot, he would say, bring me some water, right? He would bring me a revius of water, and that way he would avoid halachic problems because he would be um, urinating into a revius of mine, right? This is Rabbi Yosef's personal opinion that according to Rabbi Zakai, you can add any amount of urine to a revius of water and it will be bought. Panarabon. Graf shall rave avid shall miraglaim. Now, a graf and an avid are the same thing. They're a chamber pot. But the one that you use for uh, feces, for excrement, is called a graf. And the one that you use for miraglaim, for urine, is called an avid. But they're both just chamber pots. Also, licorice, kriyashma, connected. You can read kriyashma in front of such containers. Even if they're empty. Again, this is relevant to the case of a modern day bathroom. Miraglaim atzman. And urine itself, you need to add water to. How much water do you need to put in? Kolshu, a tiny amount. Rizakai and Revius. Rizakai says even a, you need to put it up to a Revius. And again, we said that that's relevant even le, ka, that, that this machlekes comes in lechatchila, even before the urine comes. Now, bein lesnei amita, bein lachar amita. This is an interesting halacha. It would seem that this halacha applies whether the uh, there is a bed separating you from the urine or not. If there's a bed separating between you and the urine, that's okay. We'll, we'll get into the details of exactly how it's okay. But if it's, if it's if you and the and the urine are on the same side of the bed, so you gotta get Dalad Amos away. That's no good. No matter how big your house is, and your house is a hundred amos wide, you should not read Kriyashma. No matter how many beds are in between you and them, you got to either bring them outside or put them. I'm sorry, uh, or put them under the bed. Put them under the bed. Question is if in be- the bed being in between you still works. That we're not going to get into. What did he mean? What did he mean? Right? Does Akhar Amita mean you can just go right ahead and, and say Kriyashma and if it's in front of the meat you have to walk four Amas away? If there's a bed in between, then you can walk Dalad Amas away. But if it's on the same side of the bed as you, if there's no bed in between you and the urine, you shouldn't read Kriyashma at all. Tashma. Netanya. 
says, if the bed is in between, you read right away. Um, you don't have to worry about distancing yourself. That's a switch, right? All of a sudden, Rishim Merlazer is occupying the opinion of Rishim Gamliel, but he's telling us, right, and we now know how this opinion of Rishim Gamliel is supposed to sound. If the bed is in between, you don't have to move at all. You can say Kriyashim right then and there. If you and the urine are on the same side of the bed, you got to go four amas away. Rishim Gamliel, I'm Rafi Lubayas Me'am, and now all of a sudden, Rishim Gamliel is adopting their Rishim Merlazer position. Right? Rishim Gamliel says, Rafi Lubayas Me'am, Lo Yikra Atchiyetzim, Oishiyaniyam Tachas Amita. Right, you've got to you've got to uh, you got to remove the urine. So the Gemara says, "Boy, Nifshtalan, thanks for solving that problem. Now we know how to read Rishon Gamliel, but the problem is that Rishon Gamliel said the wrong thing. We have Rishon and Elazar telling us how to read Rishon Gamliel, and Rishon Gamliel telling t- taking the side of Rishon and Elazar. So what do we do? Right, switch them around, switch around the second brayso we just read, and read Rishon Gamliel in place of Rishon and Elazar." The Gemara says, "Machaz is da'afchis basraisa evikamaisa." Why do you switch around the second one? Maybe switch around the first one. Says the Gemara, "Man shamet le'da'amar kule bayis karba amo istamir b'shem ralazer." We have b'shem ralazer in a different place. You know, what Rashi says. Rashi says, "I don't know what that is." Rashi says, "Somewhere else." Um, somewhere else, b'shem ralazer says that. Uh, the entire house is considered like Abba so it makes sense that he would be the one that says, no matter where you go in your house, if there's no, if there's the bed isn't mamish on top of the urine, or you don't take the urine out of the house, you have a problem. You have a problem. Again, we're talking about a house that is one room, and multiple rooms. Is probably not an issue. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to say Kriyashma in a hospital, you know. Anywhere there's a bedpan, you wouldn't be able to say Kriyashma. Mm. Anywhere there's a bedpan in the building, in a room with a bedpan tacket, it's not simple. Okay. I asked Ravuna, if you have a bed that's lower than three tvachim, it is obvious to me that it works with the principle of lavud, which is that anything that's less than three tvachim high is basically just the ground. Right? What is the halacha when you have, um, when you have something... Um, Right, so what that means, practically speaking, is if you take the chamber pot and you put it under such a bed, since it's so low, you've basically put the put you put the urine underground, essentially. You've put it away successfully. What if you have a bed that's very high up? You have a very very high bed. It's many tefachim high. What's the halacha when you you just slid the urine under there? Yeah, maybe it doesn't really help. Maybe it's just like putting it under a shelf or under a table. You know, that doesn't really solve the problem. Amarli loyadana says, I don't know. I sort of vadilemi boily, but one thing I can tell you, I wasn't I, I wasn't asking was ten because ten tefachim high is definitely not an issue because this doesn't even it's not even relevant you have a bed that's 10 talking high you put something underneath it you might as well have it right in the open it's a good thing you didn't ask him because that would be a very silly question when you have something that's 10 it's another rishos it's not even in the room it doesn't count anything under 3 is like something that's 10 is a different rishos good question that's what we've been wondering all this time that's what he asked and nobody told him the answer so Rav says the halacha like Rav ben Elazar that you can't even have it in the bias in the room, right? It doesn't matter how many amas away. Bali quotes Yaakov who is the son of Bashmul that halacha Rav does not want to pass in like Rav Shimon ben Elazar. Okay, we will pick up from here. Sure.